cooperation member countries, also known as the Karak region, extends from Azerbaijan to the People's Republic of China and includes some of the world's most important producers of energy and natural resources and emerging trade routes. So how seriously has the COVID-19 pandemic affected the region's economies and what does the future hold in store? In this podcast, ADBI's Dina Shkayeva and Kamalbek Karimshikov of the Kyrgyz Turkish Manas University describe the heavy impact of COVID-19 on household incomes across Central and West Asia and factors disrupting the ability of businesses in the region to adapt successfully to the COVID-19 outbreak. They also share their research insights on recovery policy options and the road ahead in care countries. The discussion draws upon a joint ADBI Carrick Institute forthcoming edited book, COVID-19 and Economic Recovery Potential in the Carrick Region. Hi Dina, Kamalbek, welcome to Asia's Developing Future. To start things off, can you explain how COVID-19 has affected Central and West Asia differently compared to other parts of Asia? study by Asian Development Bank Institute in two regions, Southeast Asia and in Karak region, Central Asia Regional Economic Cooperation region. If we compare these two regions, uh, results are mainly consistent, although some differences are observed. For Karak region, households with income from wages tend to experience a decline in income. This is different from situation in Southeast Asian economies, where households with income from agricultural production and household businesses or self-employment were more likely to experience a decline in income. What other differences did you see between the two regions? Another difference is that while the likelihood of experiencing income decline is quite similar among Southeast Asian nations, we observe a large difference among current countries. These differences could be due to the structure of economy differences between Southeast Asia and current countries. Southeast Asian economies seem more dependent on small-scale agricultural production and household businesses. In what ways has the pandemic most significantly impacted households in Central and West Asia? If we talk about impact on reduction of income, COVID affected differently not only different regions, but also countries, economies in the same region. For example, in the Karak region, we noticed that income decline ranges from 80% of households in Pakistan to 20% of households in Mongolia. The impact on income decline varies significantly among countries. We can see that income by source has a significant impact on the income decline. For example, income from household businesses or self-employment declines the most. Can you unpack that a bit more? We have 42% of households with income from those sources reporting declines, income from agriculture-related activities and from wages and salaries with 31% and 32% of households with income from those sources reported declines. This is on average in the Karak region. Specific countries' results will vary. Also, if we look how income declined across different income groups from poor to rich, we notice that on average across all groups, income level declined of 37 to 43% of households reported income decline. We noticed that socioeconomic class of households on average is not related to the likelihood of experiencing decline in income. This suggests that pandemic affected the income of all households relatively equally, regardless of their socioeconomic status. Results for specific countries will vary. How severely has COVID-19 affected businesses in Central and West Asia, particularly smaller firms? 
In our recent study, we used the firm-level survey data from the enterprise survey implemented by the World Bank, which was carried out during the pandemic as a follow-up survey. In our data set, we included four car countries, Azerbaijan, Georgia, Kazakhstan, and Mongolia. Stringency index is a composite measure based on nine response indicators, including school closures, workplace closures, and travel bans. It varies from zero to 100. 100 means more strict stringency. In our empirical analysis, we included the stringency index from the Oxford Government Policy Tracker. Stringency index showed a significant positive impact on the overall data set. But interestingly, the first wave indicating the first year or beginning of the COVID pandemic had a negative impact on firms. That means stringency had negative effect and most firms suffered from the COVID-19 pandemic. However, at later stages, firms gradually adapted to the new realities. Therefore, at later waves of the survey, we had a positive impact of a stringency index. That means, in average, in our findings, increasing index by 1% leads to an increase in the likelihood of adaptation by higher rates. It shows us that at later stages of the COVID-19, most firms had higher adaptability. How about the pandemic's effect on small businesses in the Karak region? How has the sector been coping? Generally, all firms indicated decreased sales. However, 76% of micro firms and 68% of small firms reported that sales decreased. I mean, micro and small firms indicated higher level of decrease. Also, almost all firms reported that they adapted or converted production due to COVID. And this rate was, in general sample, around 40%. However, this was comparatively lower for small and micro firms. Though for large firms, the highest share was 47%. How does digitalization figure into the mix for firms in care countries? Another interesting thing is that more than 30% of medium and large firms started or increased business activity online in response to the COVID-19 outbreak. However, this share was allowed for small firms, and it's quite logical because small firms operate in different sectors of the economy, while medium and large firms have some capacity to move on their business activity online. One of the negative effects during the COVID was a decreasing demand for the products of firms, Small and micro firms indicated that demand for their product decreased, and this response was almost 70% among small firms. All these economic conditions, of course, brought about financial difficulties almost for all firms. But again, this was high among small and micro firms by more than 67%, while almost 50% of large firms experienced financial difficulties due to COVID. What more can governments in Central and West Asia do to mitigate the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic and revive growth in sustainable and inclusive ways? In our research, results indicated that firms were adapting to the new realities of the COVID-19 pandemic. Therefore, in the short and medium terms, government support mechanisms, including financial support, is very important. However, for the longer term, sustainability of the recovery of firms to new normal conditions, innovation and firm strategy is very critical. Hence, the development of digital infrastructure and business ecosystem for private sector by the government are important for building back better for longer term. To wrap up, can you also describe policy needs in the region from a household perspective? 
ADPI household survey in Karak region identified which household experienced most financial difficulties. We found that being located in a lockdown area, households with low income groups, and also households with income from household businesses or self-employment were more likely to suffer from financial difficulties. They might need more support to overcome this financial difficulty. However, as we mentioned before, it is important also to look at each country. This has been Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute. For more information about us, visit adbi.org.